0: Also, before we get started, I just want to remind you that I am not a doctor. Before beginning an intermittent fasting protocol or making changes to your medication, I highly recommend that you speak to your doctor. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening today. Today, we have on Christina Petty, and Christina lives in Connecticut. She's 40 years old. She has had type 2 diabetes for 19 years and she discovered fasting about one and a half, two years ago, and she's had great success with fasting. She's lost 65 pounds, she's lowered her A1C from the mid eights to 6.0 at her last checkup. She's also cured a couple of other health conditions through fasting, and she's got a really great story, and she gives us a lot of detail about how she fasts, what kind of food she eats, and her general mindset, I think, that you can get a lot out of listening to Christina, her story and some of the successes and challenges she's faced along the way. So I hope you enjoy it. Good morning, Christina. How are you? I'm so excited to speak to you today. Good
1: morning, I'm good. How are you?
0: Great, great. I'm so excited for everybody to hear your story. And before we dive in, do you wanna just give everyone a little bit of background about yourself?
1: Okay, Um, my name is Christina, I'm 40 years old. I live in Stafford, Connecticut. I have two jobs technically. Um, I own a cleaning company and then I have another job that I'm not allowed to actually talk about too much just because of what it is. Um, but I enjoy doing both of them. Fantastic. And then I have two dogs.
0: What kind of dogs are they?
1: Um, one of them is a blackmouth cur and the other one is a pit bull mix.
0: Oh, very nice. I like that. So maybe we can uh, start talking a little bit about some of your your health and your diabetes history. You know, on Facebook, you've, you have quite a few before and after pictures. So obviously I can see the change has been dramatic. But what people can't see behind the scenes is that your health has really improved over time. So maybe you can just walk us through kind of your your story. OK. Um.
1: So when I was 21, I was diagnosed with diabetes and pretty much I had no clue what to do. So my doctor had to walk me through everything, like with changing my diet. Um, I struggled with it for pretty much, I'm 40 now and I struggled with it ever since then. Um, I just, there was days I was depressed and I didn't care. So I'd eat whatever I wanted because it's very frustrating to get thrown into something like that because it literally changes your entire life. You're watching everybody go out and eat ice cream and all this stuff that's filled with sugar and carbs, and you're like, yeah, I can't have it. You go to a birthday party, people are like, here, have cake, have ice cream. You can't have that, so then you have to explain you're diabetic. So it just it's a big mental game, so it affects you a lot.
0: You have type 2 diabetes, is that correct? Yes, type 2. Okay. And so, wow, when you were diagnosed, what they changed your diet, but did they also put you on medication at the time?
1: Um, so they started on metformin, but my body was not reacting good to that one. I was constantly running to the bathroom and I was getting dehydrated very quickly from it. So they switched to glimepiride, and that one worked great for a little bit. And then um, it kind of stopped working. So they put me on Farxiga. That one had so many bad side effects. So I got off that one and went back on glimepiride.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted people to know uh, which type of diabetes you had. So you had type two, you were struggling with your diet and keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt
1: you. Oh yeah, no problem. Um, so yeah, the diet was the biggest struggle for me. And then just being tired all the time because my sugar was pretty much above 200 all the time, even with the medications. On an occasion, it would go under 200, but that was very, very rare.
0: So were you, I guess you were just manually checking your blood sugar on a blood sugar meter. Were you checking it all the time or just like once a day or how many, what were you doing for that?
1: Um, So at the beginning, I was checking it every morning. He wanted me to check it before my meals. And then he wanted me to wait two hours after and check it again. So I was constantly checking it and then my fingers started getting so sore and like black little dots on it so I started using my arm because obviously there's more room on your arm but then I got to a point where it was like I was so frustrated with checking it so I didn't check it until I felt like something like it was high or low once I started getting symptoms but now I'm back to checking it all the time especially with the fasting you don't have a choice you have to check it all the time.
0: Yeah I definitely want to get into that so when you when you were diagnosed what kind of diet did the doctor put you on I'm just curious because It's kind of interesting how, especially 20 years ago, the diet was more of a high-carb type diet, and yet they wanted blood sugars to somehow, you know, be in line. And obviously not eating cake all day, but, you know, oh, eat a balanced meal with rice and other things that may spike your blood sugar. I'm just curious, what did they tell you at the time?
1: So he told me his number one thing was Dunkin' Donuts. He's like, don't ever go there. There's nothing there that you can eat. He's like, croissants and all that stuff are really bad because the high carbs. He still wanted me to have some carbs, but he said, um, like, if I have mashed potatoes, only take one scoop. He goes, don't take, like, two, three, four. He goes, you still need carbs, just not a ton. Um, Vegetables were a big thing, but he said you have to be careful, too, because vegetables do have natural sugars in it. Your body processes it better, but it still does have sugars. Um, And the same thing with fruits. He wanted me to have fruits, but I have to be careful with that also.
0: Okay. So he did understand the impact of the glycemic index and carbs. It was just that he was trying to get you to limit your carbs, which when you have higher blood sugars, if you're type two, even if you're on medication, sometimes that if you're eating you know, a decent amount of carbs, it's going to end up affecting your blood sugar. So I can understand why you were running high all the time and you must have, like you said, felt terrible a lot of the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exhausted all the time. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about how things evolved, because you, you've had type two for a really long time. So you had years where you did better, did worse. And sort of tell me, you know, the, the trajectory of then to now and how you, you came to where you are
1: now. Um, so I eventually got to a point where I was just like, OK, because I would gained so much weight from being exhausted. I didn't want to get up and do anything. If I could take an elevator instead of the stairs, I would. Um, and then I ended up getting diagnosed with arthritis. So then that made it a little bit harder to move around. Um, so then I went to the doctors again, because my heart was racing and I was trying to figure out what was going on. So they found out I actually had 500 extra heartbeats per day also. Um, so I had to go on medication for all of that stuff. So I was on medication for diabetes, arthritis, blood pressure, a water pill. The pills just kept adding up. And then obviously side effects from the pills. So one day I just got frustrated with all of it. And I'm like, I have to make changes. I have to do something to get my health back. So um, one of the guys at work, I was like, how have you been losing weight? He goes, oh, I started doing fasting. So I'm like, wait, what the heck is that? So I started talking to him about it. And then I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to stick with it. But let me just try it so I could say I tried. And after the first two weeks, I was like, wow, I love this because it actually started working. And after the first two weeks, that's when I was able to get off the diabetic pills. So that was more of a motivation.
0: That's fast. So what what kind of protocol was the person at work using and what did you start with?
1: So he told me when you first start fasting, he said, don't try to jump right in and do like a 20 hour fast because it's like a shock to your system. So he told me start out with 16 hours and then he slowly started increasing. Um, and like once or twice a week, he would do like a 23, 24 hour fast. So I started my first two weeks, I did a 16 hour fast. Then after the, that two weeks I did 17. And then every two weeks I kept increasing. Um, so now I pretty much do the same thing. I, um, eat between 9am and 1pm and then I fast the remainder of the day. And then, um, like twice a week, I try to do a 24 hour fast.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think we have, I, I don't do the 24 hour fast, but we have a similar eating window a sort of a morning eating window. How did you, how did you come to that, that eating window?
1: So I found that if I eat at night, My blood sugar doesn't have time to go down because as you know, like if you eat dinner, you're not as active at night. So your blood sugar kind of just goes up and it stays there. It may go down a little. And then for me at nighttime, no matter what it was before I went to bed, my sugar would go up throughout the night. So when I eat in the morning, my sugar now has time to go down to a normal level. um, So then it stays pretty good all night long. And even the next morning, it's been great.
0: Oh, that's good. And then the 24 hour fast that you do sort of just add to, you know, they reset you a little bit more and then you're even, even steadier, I assume. Yep. Let's talk about diet. What, what kind of diet are you on now?
1: So I don't really eat many carbs. I try to eat maybe like 25, 30 carbs a day. Um, And then I just have more protein because for some reason that's what my body needs. Like I know other people, they need you know, obviously a little bit more carbs. Um, but for me, if I go above that, then my sugar starts getting higher. So I just eat like a lot of salads, chicken. Um, I can't necessarily have a lot of red meat because the arthritis, it bothers it. So I try to have, um, it's called too good yogurt because that has less carbs and sugar in it. And it's actually really pretty good. So I just eat mainly stuff like that.
0: Yeah. I've had that too. good yogurt. It's good. I also eat um, one called ratio. Have you ever tried that one? That has two No, carbs. I never even
1: actually heard that. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. You can get it at most supermarkets or Walmart. It's called ratio and it has, and it's, it's not two net carbs. It's actually just two carbs. So that's the one I use and it oh, doesn't nice. have an impact on blood sugar either. So that's, that's cool. Yeah. But I've, I've had two good as well. And that's, a, that's also a really good one. So you do that. Do you test your blood sugar? You, you test it in the morning when you wake up and then after you eat or h- how are you testing?
1: So right now what I do is in the morning I test and then I wait until usually like three, four o'clock again um, to check it again, just because that way it's a couple hours after I eat. And then I always check it before I go to bed um, because like the doctor said, he was happy that I wanted to try fasting, but he did say, be careful because it can drop your sugar pretty quickly. So I don't want to go to bed with my sugar too low.
0: Okay. But you're off all diabetes medication now though, right? Yeah. So have you had any lows? Yep. Like natural lows?
1: Um, uh, yes, I have. Okay. I had what... times where, um, like in the middle of the day, I was at work and I was like, Oh man, I forgot my meter. I'm like, I have to go home. The guy's like, no we have a meter here so they tested it and it was down to 65 so i'm like unfortunately i had to break my fast because if i didn't obviously you know it would have kept dropping
0: yeah as a type one i experience that all the time i i didn't i know it's less common for type twos that are off medication to go low but i know that you may have some issues with hypoglycemia as well so that that makes sense that you you know sometimes you go a little bit low and so you start feeling around 65 or maybe 70 even that you're starting to go low. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, and you're right. You know, when you, when you go low, there's not, no issue with having to break your fast. You just have to do it. And then you just go right back to fasting again, like it never happened. At least that's what I do.
1: Oh yeah, exactly. That's what you have to do. Cause otherwise you get so depressed and then you stop doing it and that's not good.
0: Right. Do you get low pretty often or is it just occasionally?
1: Uh, just occasionally, it pretty much stays normal which is awesome, but I've only had, so far, within like a year and a half, two years, I've only had it go too low, maybe three, four times. So it's not bad at all.
0: Oh yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, that's great. So normally when you you wake up in the morning, you wake up with a good blood sugar. What do you consider to be a good blood sugar for you?
1: Um, So in the morning, it's usually between like 107 and 112.
0: Okay, and then you eat something and then after you eat, you're eating such a low-carb diet that I imagine your blood sugar doesn't go up very much. Is that true? Or does, does your, is your body still having trouble with
1: insulin resistance? Um, so actually, after I eat, within a couple hours, it's anywhere between like 125 and like 152. Okay.
0: And then naturally, so by the end of the day, it comes down, right?
1: Oh, yeah. But before I go to bed, it's usually down to... Sometimes it gets down to like 95. And then it goes up to like 120. Okay. So
0: you're, you're able to keep it in a real steady range. That's, that's really, that's amazing that you've been able to do that. And without the use of medication, you got off medication within two weeks, you said,
1: yep. Within two weeks, I was able to fully get off the diabetic medication.
0: Wow. So when you started fasting and how long ago was that by the way?
1: Um, that was about a year and a half, two years ago. Wow. So you've
0: been at this for quite a while. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's great. So when you started, after you spoke to the man that you work with, that was also doing fasting, did you start it without talking to your doctor or you talked to your doctor first and then went into it and then decided to get off the medication? Like how did that whole
1: thing go down? Um, So I had talked to my doctor just because from what I heard, all diabetics have to eat three meals a day and that's how you keep your sugar regulated. So I called my doctor's office and I'm like, Hey, what do you think about me doing fasting? Is it safe? He goes, absolutely. I was like, oh, okay. Um, so he's like, the one thing that I'm going to tell you right now is you need to check the sugar very often. He goes, you can get low very quickly. So I said, okay. And then um, my very first visit with him, I told him um, about my sugar and stuff. So he's like, yeah, definitely, you know, you can stop taking your medication. If it does get higher, go back in to see him. Um, and then within a couple months, I went back to see him again, and he was absolutely amazed with how good I looked. He was like, yeah, you got this.
0: <laughs> wow, that's great. I love it when doctors are supportive of that. You know, I hear from other people that their doctors were not supportive, but that's wonderful that your doctor was with you from the beginning and helped you through it. And so, Oh, yeah, how did, absolutely. How did you know it was time to get off the medications? Were you starting to go low a lot?
1: Yes, I started um, getting the symptoms of my sugar being low. So I was checking it even more often than what I usually do. Um, So then I called him and he's like, yeah, you know, you definitely he's like, come to see me. So I went to see him. He goes, yeah, you definitely need to stop taking it for now. But like you said, it could have just been like a couple day things. So he wanted me to still check it. And if I went high, go back on it. Um, But yeah, once I started getting the symptoms of the lows, then I knew it was definitely time to stop.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And it's so incredible that it was, you know, you had been diabetic for such a long time. And then just within two weeks you were able to get off medication entirely from doing, you know, not even incredibly long fast, right? You started out pretty conservatively with 17, 18 hour fasts and you were able to do that within two weeks. It's pretty incredible.
1: Yep. Yeah. I was, that's what really made me keep going because the hunger at first I was so hungry for the first two weeks and I was like, Oh, I'll give it two weeks, like he said, but I don't know if I could do this. But then when I was able to get off the medicine, I was like, yep, I can do this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that that's really a nice extra push when you're when you're fasting. I noticed the same thing when I as type one, I can never get off my medication entirely. But I noticed that my insulin needs went down by half. So or more a a lot of days. And so I was like, wow, that's really incredible. My blood sugars still aren't perfect because I I don't have a working pancreas, obviously. And um, as a (laughs) As the pancreas myself, I don't always do a good job of managing my diabetes um, and managing my blood sugar, but it is pretty incredible that it's half the dose that it was, and for you to be able to get off all medications entirely, that's that's pretty amazing. Did you do any uh, reading along the way? Did you find Dr. Jason Fung or anything like that, or were you kind of just working with your doctor and then speaking to your co-worker?
1: Um, so I was talking to my doctor, and then I would talk to my co-worker because he was doing really good. But then I was also um, Googling a lot of information too, just to kind of get some more. Um, And then now I love it because everybody that sees my results keeps coming to me and they're like, Hey, can you help me out? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So they want me to help them with diet, exercise, my fasting window, but I have to explain to them, my fasting window may not be the same as yours. You may need to eat later at night versus me where i need to eat in the morning cuz as you know everybody's system is completely different.
0: Yeah, that's a really important point that you make and it, i think you're right. When you have diabetes whether it's type 1 or type 2, a, a, an earlier eating window is probably preferable and for type 1 it's it's a little bit for it's it's for the same reason that like overnight you can't really you can't monitor your blood sugars as well and so if they're running high off of something you ate that's having an impact on you overnight, it's harder for you to deal with it and for you, you know, eating in the morning and for me too, eating in the morning, you just have better you have better visibility on your blood sugar throughout the day and then before you go to sleep. So it makes sense for people with diabetes. Although even people with diabetes they have different work schedules, childcare, all these other th- factors that come into play that they can't necessarily all do a morning eating window, but you know, just people in general, you know, like you said, some eating windows are different and everybody can do it in their own way. So that's a really good that's really good advice to give to people. Thank you. So tell me a little bit more about you had high blood pressure and the arthritis has what's happened with that after you started
1: fasting. So the blood pressure pills took a little bit longer to get off of. That could have been just I didn't notice the signs of my blood pressure getting lower because I started getting dizzy. And I was like, Oh, that's so weird. I wonder what's happening. So I went back to the doctor and he's like, yeah, your blood pressure is getting too low. He's like, you can come off the blood pressure pills also. I was like, huh? All right. Awesome. So I was, I stopped taking those, but that was more like seven, eight months into it. Um, and then the arthritis has gotten better because without carrying all that extra weight on my joints, um, like I still have a little bit of pain when it's bad weather out, but nothing like what it was before I could barely walk before.
0: Wow. Yeah. That sounds like, that sounds like quite an improvement and uh, that's rough that you weren't, that, that it was difficult for you to work, walk before. Um, is, is any of this stuff, does it run in your family at all? Or is it just kind of specific? You're the lucky one.
1: <laughs> so every time my dad gets something, I end up getting it. Oh no. <laughs> so You're like, dad, stop call. getting stuff. <laughs> yes. Every time he went to the doctors, my mom would call and be like, Hey Chris, this is coming to you. I'm like, what? And then all of a sudden, I get diagnosed with it. I'm like, no, <laughs> that's funny.
0: So your dad has he he also has some some health issues as well. Has, have you ha, have you been able to continue uh, to convince him to start fasting?
1: He's very very stubborn. He will not do it. He keeps saying he can't. Um, so I try talking him into it, but then he does what a lot of other people do. You need three meals a day, that's very unhealthy. And he has the same doctor I have. I said, dad, Dr. Shaw said that I can do this. And he was more than on board with it. He's like, no, I can't do that. My sugar would get too low. Okay.
0: Yeah, so some I still people... try to
1: talk to him randomly, but yeah, he won't listen.
0: Yeah, so some people, they they either have to come to it on their own or in their own time or not at all. Some people, it's just not what they wanna do. So I get it. Um. So how often do you go to the doctor
1: Recently, I only go like every six months or so, just to get like a random checkup, just because he wants to double check that my numbers are still good and all that.
0: So are you getting an A1C done at that time? Yes. Okay. Do you you remember what your A1C has been running at?
1: My last one was six.
0: Oh, good. Okay. And before that, it must have been really high if you were always like in the, the 200s.
1: Oh yeah. It was like 8.2 or 8.5 went like right before I had started doing the fasting. Wow.
0: And have you noticed that it's come down even more as you've, cause you said you've been doing a year and a half, two years. Has it, has it come down more and more over time?
1: Uh, yeah. Every time I go, it seems to be getting lower.
0: Wow. Great. Incredible. That must feel really, really good to know that you're on the right track.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And it just signifies more that fasting is, it's helping a ton.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Uh,
0: So maybe we can uh, talk about something else that's also, you've also had some benefits from with fasting and that's your weight. And you've lost quite a bit of weight. Can you tell us a little bit about your weight backstory and what fasting has done for you in, in that regard?
1: So I've always had weight issues. Um, growing up I would always gain some lose some gain some lose some nothing ever like would work I would always get off the diets. I would get tired of it didn't see results so my weight actually got up to about 252 pounds was my highest and, and then right now Um five foot seven okay okay and right now I'm down to 187 so I still do have some weight that I want to lose um, and it's still slowly coming off but like when I first started fasting, it was coming off faster, but now my body's like getting used to it and I'm fine with it coming off slower as long as it's still, I'm still healthy. So that's mainly what I care about.
0: That's, that's a tremendous amount of weight loss. That's very impressive. Yeah, very it was definitely.
1: I didn't notice. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like there's some days I still get depressed because I'm like, oh man, I still have weight to lose. But then I look at the before pictures and I'm like, okay, yeah, I've come very far. <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. What do you think is, is, I mean, I've heard from all different people, different reasons why they reach plateaus or stalls. What do you think is keeping you from losing more weight? Not that you need to really. I mean, 187 seems like a a perfectly fine way. I don't know where your doctor wants you to end up, but that seems pretty good considering where you started.
1: The doctor said he doesn't really want me to get under 150. um, But I'm kind of going by how I look. Um, because as you know, it's not just when you get on the scale. It's your fat, your muscle, how much water's in your body at that time. So I told him I won't get under 150 for now, but it just depends. I don't want to get too skinny either. But if I put on muscle, that's going to add more weight. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I see. Uh, that's that. First of all, that's uh, congratulations on your on your weight loss. That's that's fantastic. And I know. You have a lot of, I can tell you have a lot of commitment and dedication to this. So I'm sure that you'll get to whatever weight you want to get to in time. Um, but I also know that you like to work out a lot. Maybe you can tell
1: me a little bit about that. Okay. Um, so at first I, I wasn't really working out um, with the fasting because I wanted to just mainly focus on that. And then um, about a month, two months into it, I went to the gym and I started just working out on my own. Um, and then I was like, well, maybe I can get a trainer just to kind of help with a couple more moves because what I was doing was helping, but it wasn't enough. So then he started teaching me about, um, building muscle and all that. So he caught me a couple of routines. So I started working out from home. I would take the dogs for a walk. I would do workout videos at home. Um, and then I would also go to the gym and do weightlifting and stuff like that and
0: is that kind of what you do now?
1: Yep. Wow. That's, that's
0: a good schedule. And I guess I didn't even put two and two together. So when you really, when you started fasting, it was like during the pandemic. So, you know, yes. you
1: were, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's why I started doing the videos at home. Um, just because obviously the gyms were closed and all that.
0: Right, right, right. That makes sense. And That workout routine is also one that you can do, I guess, at home with the weights and walking the dogs and and things like that. So that makes a lot of sense. Yep. So maybe we can talk about something, um, that I think I I hear from people that they struggle with. And so you went to, you said you eat what, 20 to 35 carbs a day. You eat pretty low carb. Yeah. How, how, how was that in terms of shifting your diet? Because, Before you came to fasting and before you lost a lot of weight, I know maybe you were eating not a super high-carb diet, but you were eating higher carb. Did you find it hard to to transition
1: into that lower-carb range? Um, It was a little bit hard because I got so used to eating what I was eating before that I was like, okay, how am I going to change this to be even healthier? Um, So it did. It took a little bit of willpower to actually like – stay away from carbs. And then when I went to birthday parties, the temptation was there with like the cake and stuff. Yeah. I can have a piece, but now I'm like, Nope, I'm going to stay away from that.
0: Yeah. And you don't, do you miss it at all? Or are you pretty locked into what you're doing?
1: I actually don't. Um, if I want anything sweet now, I just go on like TikTok or something and they have some really good recipes like, um, instead of ice cream, I do sugar free whipped cream and then I add sugar free chocolate chips, and you can add a little bit of sugar free pudding mix to it. And it tastes just like chocolate ice cream. Ooh, that sounds so good. So I just what? do stuff like that.
0: Oh, that makes sense. You look at like keto type recipes to get your sugar fix. Yep. Very nice. That's, that's smart to sort of give yourself a, something to replace it with instead of just taking it away entirely so you don't feel deprived.
1: Exactly yeah because that's what makes people not want to do it is when they see people enjoying all this stuff they miss it and they're like ah forget it and they just go for it so this way you can still get it sometimes but it's not necessarily bad for you right right yeah that makes a lot of
0: sense i do that too sometimes although i'm trying really hard not to eat as much sometimes even eating like keto type protein bars or things like that will like trigger a, a sugar craving in me so i feel like i have some sugar issues that I have to work out. (laughs) So I'm trying, I'm trying a little bit more abstinence, although I do have days where it just doesn't, it doesn't work, but everybody's different. And so if you're able to do that and it doesn't cause you to, to go back to your old way of eating, that makes a lot of sense. And why wouldn't you, you know? Right. So what other, so you're obviously you've gotten off all of your diabetes medication, you've cured your high blood pressure, your arthritis is greatly improved. Is Are there any other non-scale victories that you've experienced?
1: Um, so pretty much just like being able to get around a lot better without the pain has been, besides getting off the pills, has been one of the biggest non-scale victories. Because it improved my mental health a lot too, because um, I didn't feel like left behind. I could actually get up and move around and do stuff that I couldn't before.
0: Yeah, maybe, can you talk a little bit about the mental aspect? Because I think a lot of us struggle with that. And it's something we get so focused on, how many hours did you fast? And what were you eating? And, and numbers, numbers, what was your blood sugar? But I think a lot of us don't really talk about the mental aspect of what it was like before you were fasting, what it's like now, and how much, what your mental outlook and your attitude is like now versus then.
1: Um, so before, I was like really depressed. I had high anxiety. And I think it was mainly just because, you know, with my sugar being high all the time, I couldn't get up, I couldn't move around. People were uh, making comments and stuff. And then when I started doing the fasting and I started getting healthier and feeling better, it's not just about like losing the weight. Yes, I was losing the weight, but I was mentally feeling so much better because not only are you proud of yourself, you have the willpower to do it yeah, you're going to have setbacks certain days, which was fine. I had to work through those. Um, There were certain days I was like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. But then I would look at pictures and be like, I've come so far. I have to keep going. And then when you can help other people too, that kind of makes you, it like helps you mentally also, because it makes you feel better that they are looking at you like, wow, you did such a great job that Now they wanna know how you did it and I've never had that before, so it was nice. But yeah, like I try to um, tell people even at the gym, it's losing weight is a huge mental thing because you have all these other people around you in the world too and some of them are so negative, you take on that negativity to yourself. So if somebody comes over and says something negative to you, you're gonna take the negative instead of the 10 positive things people said. But as I started losing weight, I became mentally stronger to where now if somebody comes over and says one negative compared to the 10 positive i'm going to take the positive and look at the negative person and be like that's fine you think what you want
0: i love that way of looking at the world and i think that that makes a lot of sense and i like what you said about the willpower and i think willpower kind of builds on itself if you're just like you said in the beginning you had a lot of trouble fasting you were hungry and you didn't know if you could do it but then Once you do it once, twice, three times, and you're like, I can do this, you know, it's just getting over that initial hurdle where you feel like you can't. And then once you prove to yourself, you can do it, then you can do it over and over and over again.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And that's, and that's great. And and I can tell from your pictures that your physical transformation has been so dramatic that I understand why people are now asking you for, for help on their own journeys and looking to you for inspiration. because what you've done is amazing and it's good that your, your, you know, the mental aspect on your end has caught up with that and that's propelling you forward. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed with everything that you've done and I know, you know, like the mental, the mental part, it really is the hardest part of, of fasting, I think, because, and it actually it's not hard forever. It's just hard, probably in the beginning, but once you overcome that, I think it's it's, it's so doable long term. I think I oh absolutely. When your episode comes out, my episode will have already aired. About I just passed my one year anniversary of fasting, and did you, did you track? I know you're on the the fast app. Did you track? Have you been tracking your
1: fasts on a on a daily basis? At the beginning, I was, and then I stopped doing it just because it was the same time every day. Um, so I stopped using the app, but I wanted to go back on it just because you can add friends on it too. So I kind of like that. So I want to start adding friends on there. That way, like if they have a rough day or I have a rough day, we can still communicate.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. That's a great idea. That's And that's also a really important point is to build your community, whether it's in person or on Facebook or something like that, to keep you going on on a daily basis because sometimes days are harder than certain days are harder than other days. And you just need that little extra push to keep going. So I definitely agree since you're someone that has had such success with, with fasting and getting your health under control and your weight under control, and you've done so many incredible things over the last year and a half, two years, and people are now coming to you asking for advice. When they come to you, what do you, what do you tell them? especially, I don't know if you, have you talked to anybody that else that has diabetes that is interested in starting to fast?
1: Um, yes, actually quite a few people. And I always tell them the first thing they need to do, even though my doctor said it's okay, I told them they still need to talk to their doctor just because their diabetes may be totally different than mine. Um because their doctor can help them along the way too. And then I just explain what works for me, like how many carbs I have. I eat a lot of protein. You still have to get up and move around. Um, And I always explain the first two weeks is gonna be extremely hard. You're gonna be hungry. Your body is adjusting. Um, And I always tell them, don't go over, just like the guy told me, don't go over 16 hour fast at first, um, because they're gonna be more apt to give up Because if you're going 20 hours when you're used to eating three meals a day, that's a lot on your body. And so far, it seems to have helped because I've gotten quite a few more people to start doing fasting.
0: That must be really gratifying to see other people around you doing this, especially with with you sort of guiding them along
1: the way. That must
0: be really incredible to see.
1: Oh, I absolutely love it because I've always wanted to help people, but If I couldn't help myself first, I wouldn't be able to help them. So it's nice to be able to help others with it also. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So I I assume, I mean, this is probably an unnecessary question. I assume that this is going to be the lifestyle that you'll continue with for probably the rest of your life. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, same here. I mean, I can't really imagine going back to the old way. Uh, I I wouldn't want to. Even if I could keep good blood sugars, I wouldn't want to go back.
1: exactly because you kind of you get so used to it it becomes like a habit for you
0: yeah and i actually since you have a morning eating window you'll understand this too i like i remember before i started fasting i would i I used to be like sort of a late night eater and i always like to take a shower before i go to bed and i remember just my stomach being really full in the shower and just hating that feeling of like having a full stomach when i was in the shower and then getting into bed and just feeling really bloated I love now, like when I take that evening shower, like my stomach is totally like empty from, cause I close my eating window like hours and hours before and I go to bed and my stomach isn't bloated. It feels so good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I definitely, it's definitely um, true. Like I was a nighttime eater too. I don't know if that's a diabetic thing or it's just like some people are just nighttime eaters, but when I would get home from work at night, I would just take out. It was, I don't know what it was. It was the weirdest thing, but yeah, I'm the same way as you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah,
0: I I love your story. And now, am I missing anything? Was there anything else that you wanted to, any other wisdom you wanted to impart or any
1: other parts of your story that we missed? Um, So one of the biggest things that I learned was a couple months into fasting, um, I actually found out that if you drink enough water, so like I drink a gallon of water every day, because while you're fasting and you're drinking the water it's flushing all the bad stuff out so now what I do is I still drink water during my fasting window but during my or during my eating window but during my fasting window I try to drink even more water and that started helping um with the weight loss and regulating everything in my body also that's
0: a really good point so you y- Uh, you're a subscriber to the clean fast where you don't drink any flavors or anything like that when you're fasting. And then you're also just drinking water even in your eating window. So you're really just, you just
1: drink water all day. Um, I do have one herbalife tea in the morning and then the rest of the day is just all water. Wow. You must
0: feel great being so hydrated and just like you said, flushing everything out.
1: Oh yeah. It's definitely, it's made a huge difference between that and the fasting.
0: Yeah. I I never, I drink seltzer water sometimes and I drink regular water when I'm fasting. I'm not really like a tea or a coffee person, but I never knew how much I liked water (laughs) until I started fasting. And I'm like, Oh, I love this. And I like to have it like super, super cold. It's just, it's, it's funny how your body adjusts and it, whereas before, if you told me, I, you know, if, if I were hadn't been fasting and said, well, after 1230 or one o'clock every day, all you're going to do is drink ice water or cold seltzer water, I would have lost my mind. Cause you know, I was so used to e- eating and drinking all these other flavors, but now it's funny, like you said, like I crave that water. Like I just really want water all the time.
1: It just feels yep, good to be so hydrated. Same with me. Yeah. 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 So
0: is there anything else that, that you wanted to say or that I missed?
1: Uh, nope, that's everything.
0: Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on and congratulations again on all you've achieved. It's, it's really impressive and incredible. And I just know that in the future, you're going to continue and I'm really amazed at what you've done. Thank you.
1: I appreciate that.
0: Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. And if you're interested in being a guest, please email me at fastlifewithdiabetes@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thanks so much. Have a great day.